0: the Thrive Retirement Planning Podcast, where we help you design a retirement and life you love. I'm your host and retirement planning specialist, Carl Woolston. I am the founder of Thrive Retirement Planning, and this podcast was created to address, integrate, and simplify eight critical components that I believe every successful retirement plan needs to include. And often we see retirement planning specialists, even retirees, only address one or two of these components, but it takes all eight of these working together in alignment to truly create successful and thriving retirement. We're here to help you reduce your anxiety about retirement, get answers on social security, and design a plan to replace your income. We want to help you protect and grow your investments and ethically reduce your retirement taxes. We have a great show planned for you today. We're already up to episode six, and we're seeing some amazing uh, numbers on the people who are watching. So if you want to share this with people you care about, people you think who are heading towards retirement, we know this will be a fabulous resource. And we're going to talk about it today as we talk about habits and specifically how to create lasting habits in 2021. And this is a a subject I am so passionate about because if you're like me, meaning you're human, we feel stuck sometimes. In fact, sometimes we can feel really stuck. And that can even be more so when people move into retirement and reinvent themselves. They have to put together income plans. They have to put together how they're going to address their finances, how they're going to grow their wealth, all of the financial stuff. But there's a lot of stuff outside of the financial realm and understanding how to create lasting habits can be a huge part of it because you get in and you all of a sudden have brand new reti- routines. And the routines you set in that first decade of retirement can really ultimately determine your trajectory, many of it your happiness. There's people who move into retirement and end up uh, just falling into habits of default and don't don't develop a thriving retirement. Uh, even being bored, uh, unhappy, lonely, all those things. Some of those things obviously could be outside of someone's control, but many of those things through your habits can be addressed, can be tackled. And so this show applies not only to those in the retirement years, but also those uh, in whatever year you're at. I'm actually going to be sharing this show uh, with my children uh, this week, my adult children, a couple still at home. But do you feel stuck yourself? Um, have you set goals and failed, repeat, uh, failed repeatedly in the past? Do you feel like just it doesn't work? Well, it doesn't have to be this way. I'm a reformed kind of goal, non-goal setter. And we're not going to be talking just about goals. I'm going to be talking about the anatomy of implementing goals and the anatomy of you don't even have to set goals. The anatomy of, of habits today. And how you really can break free and make 2021 one of the greatest years of your life. And I'm serious about that. Why shouldn't 2021 be one of the greatest years of your life and my life? You know, The key to your breakthrough is learning how to create lasting habits. And they, they can be like the jet fuel for your rocket. And speaking more broadly of retirement – you know, I talked in a previous show on what does retirement look like, and I talked about there's the prepare to go years right before retirement, and then there's the go-go years, which are like that first decade of retirement when everything's good, the slow-go years when our bodies and our lives start slowing down. We feel like going places, but we don't go, and then the no-go years where we just don't go anywhere because we can't. Those are those four phases of retirement, and habits are an essential part of that. I have a link to that show in the show notes. So, this year is going to be a fantastic year. So, let's talk about habits versus goals as we get started here. And what's the difference between them? Should you use them both? Should you just use one? In my opinion, it isn't choosing one or the other, but rather how they work together. See, Goals are really about an end outcome we want. And habits are a smaller microcosm of helping us achieve what we want, but they're the they're the nuts and bolts. We can all day long set a goal or set a vision about exactly what that goal should be, but if we don't figure out a system and habits to get us there, it's not going to happen. And as human beings, if you're like me, the old me, old self was I'd have vision all the time about what I wanted, but didn't have the discipline to get what I wanted. And a massive transformation came as I learned the anatomy of a habit, of habits overall and how they work. And I have a few books I'm going to share with you today. I have a few ideas. Uh, I have some sample habits that I use. I have how to structure habits. This is going to be a fantastic show. So one of the things that changed in me for now over a decade, I used to weigh about 225 pounds. Uh, I uh, I used habits and implementing habits to reduce my weight down below 190 pounds, which is my high school weight, which is uh, phenomenal. I'm 47 now, and to be at my high school weight, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. I've been able to keep that off for a decade with my the way I I've built habits, and I've got much better at this over the years. So you're getting um, you're getting a lot of You know, almost a decade worth of kind of the school of hard knocks here on what I found. And, you know, when I cheat and gain some weight, I just know the habits I need to implement now to get me back to the weight range I'm comfortable with. And there were some habits that worked, some habits that didn't. But I knew how to put new habits in. And I, I know how to dial it down now. And so not only has it helped me with my health, but it's helped me with goals with my family. Last year, my son and I did a 50 miler around a lake here in Utah called Bear Lake. Um, I'm not a biker at all, and uh, we used habits to get us to, to be able to do that. Uh, it's helped me with my spiritual life. Uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. It's helped me with my career, uh, with uh, stepping away and starting Thrive Retirement Planning um, and the the habits Uh, involved with that so all these things but you know before I mastered the principle of habits I would have aspirations Um, I wouldn't write them down oh well I uh, wouldn't say that all the time sometimes I would even write them down but I would just fail I would lose focus I wouldn't have them implemented I didn't have a system to help me get where I wanted to go and I often struggled with just how to keep them in front of me and how to maintain momentum and it's completely I mean completely different now and I believe it can be the same for you because this doesn't have to be like this uh, this stuff out in the mist like, oh, some people can do it, some people can't. No, forming habits is a skill set and you can learn that skill set too. So the ability to have a brighter vision for your life and then make SMART goals, you know, SMART is the acronym they use uh, for well, probably the most widely accepted goal setting method out there, which is your specific and measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. I have some um, a link in the show notes here. Um, if the if where you're listening to this doesn't have the full show notes, you can just uh, go to my website thriverp.com. Thrive RP stands for retirement planning. ThriveRP.com. Forward slash six, and that will take you uh, to this episode and you get to the show notes. So, the SMART goals uh, that's really only the first step in the process. Uh, The next is you have to develop the habits and the system around that to help you achieve your goal. So, that being said, um, you don't have to have a SMART goal to have habits. Uh, You could simply want to be healthier or lose weight, so you put a new habit in place. So no matter the future self you envision, and you're going to, as you get familiar with me and my jargon, if uh, this is your first time uh, listening, welcome. If you've been back repeatedly, thanks uh, thanks for being here. But as you have, and you're working on your future self, learning how to create lasting habits can be the key. And so... One of the key reasons that you want to create habits is you want to get off the willpower treadmill. And that's our next section. We're going to get into this. What's the difference between willpower and habits? And why? how could you use your willpower? How do you want to avoid it? And why would you want to avoid uh, relying on it? Well, according to research, willpower is much like a muscle. And you think about a muscle, if you're going to work out, uh, you can only lift a certain amount of weights in going out, you know, you maybe do three sets of 12 or three sets of eight. You're putting max weight on, you're loading it out, and then your weight, your muscles just get fatigued. Or if you're going to go run a mile or and you're not a runner, you may make it a quarter mile and then the muscles just wear out. So eventually performance declines and recovery is needed to rebuild the muscle and It's interesting as we exhibit self-control, you know, in a given day, our ability to make choices becomes fatigued throughout that day. So if we're making decision after decision after decision, our willpower actually wears out. And there's research on this. I have a link in the show notes to a Stanford blog article, the University of Stanford. Uh, So our willpower decreases over the course of the day, which means we can often undermine our best intentions. And this is why, because the current level of, I like to think of our, our body and our mind as like a computer, right? We have On our computers, we have software programs. You go into Word or you go into Google, you go into your email program, uh, you go into Excel, you go into PowerPoint, whatever you're going to use for your software, and that software just runs, but because it's been programmed, it runs a specific way. And we're getting the results in our life today because we have programming. We have programming about when we wake up and what we, what, we, how we interact with people and uh, how we go to work and what we eat and all these things. They just kind of occur in many cases just automatically. And so what occurs here is, as willpower decreases over a day, we go back to this default behavior. So we have these great intentions because we want different results in our life, but then we fall back into, um, into the same program. Much like a, a young tree that you're trying to get to bend another uh, another direction, you put a rope on it to get it to bend a new direction, but it can as soon as you remove that rope, it can bounce back. The reason... That, so kind of to, to, to summarize is we, we set intentions or goals to break free from the results we're getting. But then as our willpower wears out, we, we bounce back and we keep doing the same behaviors that are getting us those results. And we end up in this vicious cycle. And the way to break free from relying on willpower is to form habits that become automatic. They just become part of our programs, the way we think, the way we act, the way we live. So take, for example, brushing your teeth. You probably don't have to put that in your schedule, right? It just happens. And once you start brushing your teeth, and another example of, of programming is once you brush your teeth, you don't even have to think about how to brush your teeth either. You've done it so many times. Your mind can wander off. It can be thinking about how your day went and what, uh, what you're doing or what you're stressed about or uh, maybe a great experience you had that day. But your mind can wander off and the brushing your teeth still gets done. And that's that automatic programming. So why do we have this automatic programming and why is it important to understand this with goal setting and with, with habit forming and creating habits that last? Well, the bottom and core message here is that the mind want, and the body want to be efficient and conserve energy. That's how our bodies are built. They're built to optimize energy and run efficiently. So, you know, as an example, you don't have to think about your heart beating or digesting your foods or what to do when you're sleeping. The body has systems and programming that just do those things, right? And your mind works similarly, but it also gets a lot more complex, as you've probably noticed, because we have two parts of our mind. We have our subconscious mind, and we have our conscious mind. And our subconscious mind, or what I like to call the running mind, because we have running thoughts, thoughts that just go, are those thoughts and actions that occur automatically. Uh, For example, daydreaming, your mind can just go. You don't have to be consciously or intentionally working on it. Another example is uh, driving uh, driving to work. You just uh, get in the car. and If it's a familiar route, you just get there. And often, you can just arrive while your running mind took over and you just didn't have to think about it. In fact, you were thinking about things and sometimes you go, oh, I'm already here. Yet somehow our mind was able to keep us safe, uh, turn, do all the things that it needed to do, and we were okay. So, what makes thinking different from the the body though is willpower and this conscious mind or what, what I like to call the intentional mind. So I like to call it intentional mind and the running mind. And put to use, we can constantly or consciously mold and shape our actions and thoughts. Enough to even change our circumstances if we're diligent enough. Think about or and work about something long enough, and what it does is then it works it way its way into the subconscious. So for uh, an example, of that is learning to play the piano or the guitar. Uh, when you start out, it's very difficult to put the fingers where you want them to go, as fast as you want them to go, and certainly the sound <laughs> isn't what you'd like the sound to be. So we're not getting the outcome we want. But as we focus on that and train our mind and our body, eventually that becomes just part of our subconscious. It becomes what we do. And any great mu- musician will tell you that, learning to car, uh, drive a car. Uh, I have a son, uh, my youngest son, is, uh, will get his uh, learner's permit here in a year. And we'll have to take him through this Of, of in the beginning. Uh, he has to think about his turn signal and putting on the brake and starting the car and looking at the mirrors and all those things that just become automatic for us. So the key to achieving goals and vision is not only to think big about the future you you want to create, but then you have to go into the small, into the habits and systems that will get you there. And a lot of times people say, "Oh, here's the milestones we need to get you there." And that's while milestones are good, they still don't get in you get you most of the time into the daily behaviors that will take you there. And most goals take daily behaviors. And whether you're in work or you're in your personal life, if you don't deal break your projects down into the daily behaviors that will get you there. You're just not going to get there. It's about, so it's this is then about relying less on willpower and then learning to program your mind and body for success. And then habits and systems become like the rudder that can steer the big ship of your life. And so there are these little things that create massive results down the line. So uh, one of my... Uh, the books I really love on, on this topic, uh, uh, one of my favorite authors right now, well, probably is my favorite author right now, is Benjamin Hardy. He wrote a book on willpower habits and systems called Willpower Doesn't Work. I have a link in the show notes. Once again, you can go to Thrive RP forward slash six and um, you can see a link there for Willpower Doesn't Work right in the article. And uh, you can get that on Amazon. I highly recommend that. As you Become increasingly aware of your current habits. And then as you know how to form new ones, that's the topic we're going to move into next. The game of growth and change can become much more simple and easy, which is so much fun. Change is this nebulous, how do I get there? It's so difficult. But if we break it down and understand how to form habits, and then we stack those habits and program our mind and body for success, and all this, of course, takes work. If you're not going to do the work, then don't do it. But transformation can become a natural byproduct in your life of the habits and systems that you have. And then goal achievement and growth can become much less of a struggle. And who's for that? I, I certainly am. So let's talk about the anatomy of a new habit. So according to James Clear, he's the author of Atomic Habits. And I have a link to his show note uh, in the show notes too, Thrive RP forward slash six. In Atomic Habits, um, which is a fabulous book as well, every habit has four distinct phases. Okay. And so understanding the anatomy of a habit is also how you create lasting habits. And I'm just going to go and share what he says the the anatomy of habits are and then use a couple of examples of his. I have a link to uh, these examples and other examples on his website as well here in the show notes. So the first anatomy of a habit is the cue or what I like to call the trigger. The second is the, the craving. The third is a response. And the fourth is a reward. Now, I don't personally get an analytical into all four of these with every habit that I form. Uh, in fact, I usually just focus on the first and the fourth thing. But um, I'll, I'll get in and share some examples. So he gives the example uh, of a text message. The cue is or the trigger is, your phone buzzes. So what do you do? Oh well, you have the second is the craving. You want to look and see what the message is, and then third is a response. You not so you wanted to look, so now you look. You grab your phone and you take a look, and then number four is the reward. You satisfy your craving by looking at the message. Now this deals with social media. There's a a, a movie out. I saw it. I think it was on Netflix. Uh, called The Social Media Dilemma. And there's some great things in there on how they're actually programming social media. They program these things to give us cues all the time because they know then you you look it up, you get this reward, and it, it actually draws us in. These are really addictive characteristics. And this is the way our brain works. It's how video games are made. It's how uh, entertainment is made it's how movies in many ways are made because there's an arc to a story and then a resolution and conflict and all these different things they know how to trigger our brain so we go back for more an example is um, a light in a room uh, that um, that james clear gives again so there's a cue you walk into a dark room so what do you want you want to see light right so that's the craving. The response is you flip the light switch and the reward is, hey, you can see now. And so we don't have to think about this anymore, but that's the anatomy of what happens. So then how do you take this and inform your own habits? And like I said, I usually I usually don't dig into all four of these. Um, I usually work on the first thing, which is a cue or a trigger, and then, of course, uh, the reward you're going to get. So the, from my experience, and obviously my experience <laughs> isn't comprehensive, but I can talk about what works well for me. And I know this is in many much of the research on habits and what other people find as well, is the easiest way for me to form a new habit is to stack a new one on an old one. In other words, you're not reinventing life. You're not reinventing your day, especially tackling more the habits than one if it's a new time or a completely new thing. So for example, if you decided to take two or three vitamins each day, the way you want to think through this mentally is... Your cue trigger could be eating breakfast, for example. So you go in, you, or maybe uh, you're a coffee drinker in the morning, you go in, you turn on the coffee, and you know, okay, I'm going to take my vitamins now. Maybe you, you have to take supplements or pills outside of, of food. So your trigger is waking up, and you walk to the kitchen, get a drink of water, and take your things. So it's all about the triggers. Because you're already doing something. And if you can tre- tre- train your brain to tie a trigger to a new habit, you're, you're 50% there. So a few years ago, I decided to create a, a, a habit of study, prayer, and meditation the mo- this morning. This is really kind of an hour of power for me, if you, if you will. It, it ties in with mindset, mood. Uh, spirituality, prayer. It's its my morning, really kind of my combustion engine. And my goal of this was to come, my reward of this, what I wanted from reward for this hour is just amazing positive feelings that my body would get addicted to, that it would just want to have. So it wasn't just about like, I want to go read a scripture or I want to just pray. The goal of this was to feel amazing. And so I put everything from mindset and structure in this. And now this is this habit now several years later, I think I'm a fourth year into this, this habit has been the foundation of huge benefits all over my life because I have this hour structured and so many things now can be pulled in have been pulled into and out of that hour. Um, sometimes there's been healing, sometimes there's been just space to think. Sometimes it's been space to set goals. Sometimes it's been my relationship with God. Sometimes it's been thinking about my family, but it's created this hour for me to process life. And the reward has been just how I felt and the results I've been getting in my life. And now I just, if I don't get that hour, my body and my mind just crave it. So, Now, I just talked about adding a habit to something existing. So I have that existing habit and then I wanted to create a new habit of going to the gym or exercising uh, three days a week on top of that hour. And so what I did is right at the conclusion of that hour, I added in going to the gym three days a week and going and doing something three days a week, uh, like walking or when we were trying to get ready for that Bear Lake bicycle thing, I would take my bike and head up here, up the mountain here in Bountiful, Utah and really work myself out. So but that second habit became so much easier because now my my body was already up and doing this thing in the hour but in the beginning to to think about putting that whole thing together would just be overwhelming. So you start with one, you build on something that's working and now I have then a double whammy that's feeling good and I've created a similar routine uh, before bed as well and we call these bookends and uh, that's a common kind of term in the kind of the growth industry or kind of self, uh, self-help self world. So let's take, um, for example, uh, this podcast. I have a goal of creating 52 podcast episodes in 2021. And in order to achieve this goal, I've had to create a system that works. So because I have my personal on the morning I've talked about, what I do now is I've substituted the exercise right after that to now I've stacked an hour of writing and podcast show creation each day immediately after that personal hour. Then three days a week, I go to the gym after writing. And by 9 o'clock in the morning, I just have this amazing morning routine that has been created. Now, I know everybody's situation is different and circumstances are different. But I have raised, uh am raising kids uh, I've had six. Uh, we have six children. Uh, several of them have left home now. I'm a grandpa now, and so life as is, is crazy. And I totally, uh, totally get that. Many times you're hearing you hear someone talk about goals and habits, and they're a single person. They talk about all the time they have, but I understand how time is crazy. But as you do this, you'll find more and more time in your life, and that's what I found. So now that I've stacked. All three of these goals, I have my my hour of power in the morning. Then I have my writing, which just gives me uh, um, uh, incredible energy. And then now I have the exercise on top of that. And then I'm just going into the day just uh, just feeling amazing. So what's the chance of my new podcast habit sticking of doing 52 episodes and working on each day? Almost 100%. So one of the best cues or triggers – That I've found in creating a habit is always choose a time and a place, and I think James Clear talks about this in his book. But choose a time and a place to do it. So, hey, it, uh, you know, I start my day about five thirty in the morning, sometimes six, but, and that's where I start my my morning routine. So, what's what's your routine? When are you going to do things? And um, that's that's what's really worked for me. So let's talk about tracking your habit. This is one of the ways of follow through on your habit. So one of the ways to be successful is to track them or be accountable to them. So whether this is done whether with a to-do list that you, you write down at the end of each day in a journal or you take advantage of free apps for your phone or you use an accountability partner like a friend or a colleague who you're, you're uh, doing some kind of Some habit uh, accountability with tracking and holding yourself accountable will be important to your success. You can even share what habit you're working on in in social media and share an update once a week. You know Whatever you need to do to um, surround yourself with an environment where you're accountable to it. So on on my Android phone specifically, I use an app and have used an app for the last five years called Loop Habit Tracker. I have a link uh, to the notes, so thriverp.com forward slash six. And I've used it for several years. Now, this is an Android only, but there's a, a, others that I've tried and tested. Habit Loot Trapper just worked, uh, just worked well for me. And I know if you go and just look up habits, uh, wherever, uh, whatever phone you have uh, in the App Store, and uh, test a couple out and find one that works for you. I have, so I, what, what this does for me is it has specific notifications that come up at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. And they have all the habits there that I'm wanting to keep in front of me. And then what I do is I mark if I've completed them. It's just a really quick yes or no. And then I'm able to track month by month how effective I've been. And then I can turn certain habits on, turn other habits off. And... I'm kind to of myself with these. Some days I do good, some days I don't, but it always keeps them in front of me. And that's one of the biggest things has been for me is keeping my habits in front of me because life happens and there's life gets crazy and our brains and the way we're currently functioning are not thinking about new things. And this just keeps the things in front of me that I'm trying to do. So here's some just some examples of habits that um, that I track right now. Um, and I have others as well, but it's just a sampling, uh, morning mindset, which is kind of that power hour, scriptures and spiritual time, which is part of that um, hour, uh, my business story or offer, uh, just keeping what, uh, what value I'm bringing to my clients and helping them transition into retirement, making social security decisions, helping them with income plans, helping them with their investments, all those things. Um, So it's just front of mind, exercise, um, supplements, uh, writing and teaching each day, a learning time, a gratitude journal, uh, treats only on Sunday. I have one specifically on that because sugar gets, uh, I love chocolate. It's funny, the older I get, the more I love chocolate. But the treats only on Sunday, Um, no food after 7 p.m. is another one that I have. So those are just some ideas. And obviously, you can pick uh, one or two. You could do your own thing. Uh, It it doesn't really matter. This is about your life and how how habits can automatically help you upgrade it. So, uh, last couple things I want to address today is how you create lasting habits in twenty twenty one. Here's the methodology I went through to actually select some of my habits for this year. So instead of uh, goal setting this year, I worked. I have one massive goal uh, that I've set, but what I'm working on specifically is one or two habits. Well, yeah, one or two habits in in key areas of my life. So the the key question to ask yourself here is, what is the most effective habit I could form in this area of my life? Uh, The 80-20 rule talks about, uh, or the Pareto principle talks about 80% of your results will come from 20% of your effort. So which habit is going to get you the 80% of the result? So don't feel like you have to choose a habit in every one of the areas or samples I give you below. You you don't. Uh, you could easily just start with one or two categories. You can even just start with one. And because I've trained myself to add habits, it isn't overwhelming to work on a few at a time, especially with the the software Loop Habit Tracker that I use. So here are some examples or categories. So. You could do, say, hey, I have a spiritual area. I think that's the going to give me 80% of my results in my life. So I'm going to do a morning routine or an evening routine. Uh, marriage. Uh, I have one this year that I've set where my wife and I, Christine, uh, just celebrated 25 years this year. Every night at 9 p.m., we're going to have a 15-minute meaningful time together because life gets crazy. And we need talk just to talk to the two of us without kids in the room. Family. Uh, Dinner, every night at 6 p.m. Sometimes with the craziness of life and kids in sport, obviously it hasn't been with the virus, but kids just going everywhere and doing everything. Um, How are we together every night? Uh, Influence, I want to produce 52 podcasts. Health, uh, small meals for dinner. That's the habit I really want to focus on this year. Mindset, a future self journal before bed, kind of a gratitude journal, future self journal I talk about and I think about what I want my life to look like. So those are just some examples Right? You could do these with lots of areas. So what? Uh, as we conclude today, I want to get into some actions and some action items that you could work on. Choose a habit that would be pivotal to your progress in your life. Choose a habit that would get you, you think, 80 uh, just would move the needle substantially in your life. And by doing that small thing every day or every other day or three times a week, it can create massive, uh, a massive change if you've picked the right habit. Then break down a time and a place, a trigger and a cue so that you know exactly when and and how you're going to do that every day. Then track your progress and be accountable. Accountability partner, work with someone. 2021 could be one of the most amazing years of your life. And I really believe that. And, you know, the things I've talked about today, the reason – I founded Thrive Retirement Planning was because I saw so many financial advisors and retirees focusing just on the money. And, and I know that the money is a key part. And at Thrive Retirement Planning, our team, we do some amazing things, helping people with investments and re- income plans and all those things. But I really believe a thriving retirement is about three different things. One is what you're going to do with your money, right, and your finances, but what you're going to do with your family and your relationships and what you're going to do in your fulfillment, those are the things you're going to take with you. You're going to take with you the fulfillment of those memories that you create and the meaning and those moments that really matter. You're going to take all those with you. And you're going to, those family relationships, I believe, go beyond this life. And so i I'm really focusing on finance, family, and fulfillment. So if, if you're looking For a firm that does that kind of thing, that's who we are. That's that's who we are at a core and what we do. And if you'd like to, you can go to our website, the link here in the show notes, or you can call and just set an appointment, or you can go to thriverp.com and you can go to the kind of work with us page and it talks about our philosophy and how we work with people. But our phone number, it's 801 810 8434. That's 801 810 8434. I'm Carl Wollston. I'm the founder of Thrive Retirement Planning and I look forward to continuing to give you value. Go ahead, subscribe to this podcast. You can go on thriverp.com. You can click on podcast. You can put your email in. You get weekly updates not only to these articles, but right to the podcast. You can subscribe via podcast players like Podcast Addict, um, iTunes, all the different ways that you can subscribe to stay um, stay in touch as we continue uh, each and every week to cover additional topics to help you thrive in your retirement years. Have a great week and a great 2021. Bye-bye. Carl Wolston is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, an SEC registered advisor. Thrive Retirement Planning and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investment regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company are not offered by a Retirement Wealth Advisors.